Living Your Most Radical Life, a very raw human podcast by Shana Parrott and Carolina Cárdenas. Join us in this journey as we navigate through self-discovery of what it means to live a radically empowered life, not from only our stories, but other professionals in the Orlando area. This podcast is not only to explore everyone's experiences, but really to make you realize that you are less alone than you think you are. This is a community and we're so excited to build it with you. Yes, and just as a disclaimer, um, we are not medical professionals. We have a passion for exploring mental health so much so that I'm actually gonna be going into the field and furthering my education on it. But, and also another disclaimer, none of our opinions reflect the companies that we are currently working for or that we have worked for in the past. This is just our take on how we have grown as individuals um, through our own experiences and through the experiences of others. So yeah, let's get it started. We're so excited. Ready? Hello, beautiful people. This is our first episode, Identity. And so in this episode, we're gonna be diving deeper into our stories, but really exploring the idea of how taking ownership of your identity is a daily practice. We go through so many different moments in our lives when we put our identity either into our workplace, our trials, our successes, and really just stepping back and looking at the full picture is really what diving into your identity is. Carolina, what is the definition of identity? So according to psychologytoday.com, um, identity encompasses the memories, experiences, relationships, and values that create one's sense of self. This amalgamation or this mix creates a steady sense of who one is over time, even as new facets or experiences are developed and incorporated into one's identity. So, Shayna, are we ready? Are you ready? I mean, maybe. Maybe? No, we're no, ready. We are so ready. We're so ready. Keep on listening as we go into our identities, everybody. It's finally here. We made it, Shayna. We never thought we were actually going to get here six months ago. So we made it. We're here living your most radical life. Episode one. How do you feel? Amazing. Amazing. We're excited. We're so excited to really start um, putting these episodes out and really start building a community with you and getting interactive with it all. Um, You know, we went through a lot of forks in the road trying to figure out if we should even do this. Um, a lot of identity issues. Oh my god! Even yeah. figuring out if like, like really should we? Yeah, who the heck are we? Who the hell am I? Kind of thing. But who are we not? That's the question. Who are we Dang, not? We're starting like that. Who are we not? I love. No, that. but you think about it. I love. We that. all are given like some type of greatness in our lives, but oh, it's yeah. the one thought of like, who am I to think I could do it? That whole or us like, back. who am I not? So that I can do what mm-hmm. I think. Or what I know that I'm destined to do. Yeah. Guys, we're already getting deep. <laughs> that, that, that's deep right there. That was deep. Who am I not? <laughs> I love that. Well, thanks for joining. Um, like we said, we've been planning this for months. And if you know us personally, great. Um, you already know that this has been a work in progress. Um, I think we started planning or saying like, hey, we're pretty cool people that have had pretty cool lives and do pretty cool stuff. And and I think we should put something out and share our stories with the world and bring other people on and share their stories and 
And, you know, we, we've met a lot of great people in our lives and, and, you know, we've met each other and we just vibe. I always say vibe. We vibe. We vibe. So we vibe. We connected. Um, and yeah, so today we're going to be talking about identity. What do you feel identity? We said the, the definition in the beginning, but like, what's your take on identity? Identity. Um, identity, I think, is something we struggle with our whole lives, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, even from the earliest ages of elementary school, we have like imposter syndrome in some sense. Oh, yeah. I still deal with imposter syndrome. I, st- I still d- deal with it as well. I think yeah. any time you're moving into something that is big, right? It's big in your eyes. Like you well, start I mean, to ask yourself if you're, if you're, you're worth, worthy. If yeah. you're worthy. And so um, we're going to really dig into areas of our lives where it really began where we would question um, everything that we're doing, where our mental health stood mm-hmm. in those points. Did we allow our mental health issues to identify um, our restrictions? Oh, wow. Shana, you're deep all over the place today, I'm deep, girl. Uh, I'm deep all over it. But you, you had um, watched something with Chelsea Handler, right? Where she yes. Where identity. So before recording this podcast... I had stumbled on a video. Chelsea Handler, she's a comedian. If you don't know her, get on her. Um, She talks about, because when we were thinking about the title of this podcast, we were very careful to use the word radical because radical can be mean so many things to different types of different kinds of people. So she goes in and talks about what a radical, what radical and radicalism is, because they're two different things. So radicalism or radicalization or extremism is... For example, me trying to give thoughts, like trying to invoke my thoughts on Shayna using violence. And I'm letting you know right now, this is like not the case. That is, this is not that, that This type. is not it. I, we're not we were trying. hoping yeah, that's the type that's of thing not, we're going with, that's yeah, not. not it. Not it. So what a real radical, and she says it very beautifully, she says, it's someone that sees what needs to happen in order for there to be change. And I feel like that's what we're here to do, right? We're we're here with experience in working in the fitness industry and the mental health industry. I'm actually going back to school for it. And we've seen what needs to change. Mm-hmm. And we want to make you feel like you're not alone. But also, like, for me, I feel like my career path is going to be focusing on fitness instructors as well. Like, to yeah. know that they are not alone because... We're faced with daily pressures every single day of what to look like, how to act like, how to sound like, how to be like, and then be on all the time. So I feel like we see it. We see like there needs to be a change in certain industries. And based on our experiences, we're going to be talking about that, you know, not 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 just on this episode, but throughout throughout throughout. It's going it's going to be throughout. You know, I for sure I've lived. um a lot of different careers um over, which i think is great over the years which which i think is is one of my strengths you know people say uh jack of all trades master of none but i i want to like rewind that and be like <laughs> no i think that's the master of being not a chameleon but like a master of being multi-talented, right? Yeah. Um, so like, I think my idea in life that I only came to, I think, really honestly about five years ago, I mean, it was right before I had my daughter, yeah. was that I, 
have so much to offer and I should never restrain myself to one thing. Oh, absolutely. And I think that scares a lot of people because we grow up in a society like, no, you need to get really good at this one thing and then that's your thing the rest of your life. And that promotes this idea in our head because if for some reason that one thing that we forced ourselves doesn't to work, work out. out doesn't work out, then we think we're worthless. And then we think that we have nothing else to offer in the world. Oh, yeah. And that is a lie. So if you are in that place right now, that is a lie. Just like delete that. Delete thought. it. Delete it. Maybe you need to write it on your wall. Something like I am more than yada yada yada. Yeah. Um so we're gonna be digging into that, but yeah, I think yeah, we were really nervous about using the term radical, right? I was, yeah. I was. Um because we didn't even want the identity of our podcast to, to be, be the radical thing. radicalism and yeah. you know because there's obviously so many different ways to go with that so um I thought that was really cool that before we recorded this oh it you, popped like, up it popped I'm like up. it was that's like a that's a god thing it was, right there it was a it was faint it was god I don't know what it was but it was so I think we need to go into the short, nice, and sweet story about how you and I met yes yes yeah because you and I met around what post pre-pandemic post-pandemic pre-pandemic pre-pandemic we were at a friend's um party for their daughter yeah and we were actually very nervous to like even talk to each each other other. i was nervous to talk to her because i wasn't i thought she was so cool and then i guess like supposedly she thought i was super cool too so it was kind of one of those moments when you meet somebody that you've been stalking on instagram for so long shut up (laughs) But it's the truth. You know it is. Like you've you've stalked this other person that's in your friend's life for so long and they almost kind of have this like, what did you say? (laughs) How did you say it? With what? I don't remember. You said it (laughs) a certain way one time and I can't even remember. It was like, she was like a celebrity like, like oh it's this girl it's it's like i'm meeting the instructor from that other like because we used to work at different um fitness studios at the time and i worked at one fitness studio she worked at another and i'm like oh damn and like her kind of thing is like posting on social media and just like getting like the influencer kind of vibe to it so i'm like Oh my God, it's the influencer. I'm meeting Shayna. Which is like, so funny because I don't ever consider my... I feel like I'm like You are awkward. though. I'm oh too awkward God, to no, be an influencer, I feel like sometimes. But maybe that's that's also me like putting an image on influencers because like... Absolutely. I shouldn't do that. Absolutely. So when we like <laughs> met, it was very like normal. Like, you know, like your daughter was playing, you know, around and it was just like a very friendly environment. And then after that, the pandemic hit. And nothing came out of it, out of that party. Yeah, I don't think we even talked. We, I, I don't, don't even think, think we said bye to each other. We didn't even follow each other on Instagram. Yeah, no, that. it was just like a very, very, you know, hi, nice to meet you, bye kind of thing. Yeah. And then what ended up happening was that pa- the pandemic hit. I had gone home um, to Miami to spend it with my family. And she had been teaching live classes. And I had like a, she was a cycling instructor at the time. And, and I was... And I had like a 20 year old spin bike in my, in my garage. It was, it's very old. It's in my garage right now. And, (laughs) and I started like recording myself and then people were like, oh my God, you should totally do this, this and this. You should totally do this, this and that. But then during the whole pandemic, you know, Wednesdays at 12 PM, I was like, I'm taking this woman's class because it's like the one thing during the pandemic that kept me, kept me mentally sane because I know that a lot of us went through a lot during the pandemic Mm -hmm. in terms of mental health, um, 
economic wise like losing our jobs and all that and we created a relationship as funny as it sounds through social media we did we did and like as as she's saying this that like this was for her to keep her mentally sane for me that interaction kept me mentally sane because i was literally sitting there being like what's gonna happen like is there gonna be even a is there gonna be group fitness anymore group fitness is, anymore like yeah. is this gonna really last through the pandemic and having interact interactions with you where like the things that i said did like yeah. keep you you strong in that moment like that's a, you kept me strong yeah people that reached out to me after recordings or anything like that's what kept me strong during yeah. it. And so there was that one episode about this, that not episode, but like recording when I'm talking about perseverance and it's like the one that we have all the songs that like we connect with. Like, oh my God, we have yeah. songs. We have Carolina songs. and I have like seven yes. songs. Um, like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> we could have seven first dances. <laughs> we could actually at our wedding. But, um, Yeah. So that's that's how we 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 met, and she she ended up um, becoming an instructor alongside you, alongside and then that's, me, and we and, got closer through it. You know? Yeah, and that's how when we started developing our relationship, and then we came to be what we are now. And when it comes to identity, I think that in order for you guys to understand where we're coming from, I feel like it's or, it's easier, not easier, but I think you guys need to know where her and I individually come from. Yeah. So. We're going to go into our stories like a little bit, you know, it's not going to be too long, but, but just so you guys understand where we're coming from and what we've experienced, this is why our thought processes are the way that they are in terms of the things that we've been dealing mm -hmm. with. But like in the beginning of the episode, as a disclaimer, we're not mental health professionals. You know, we, we've been through certain things that have to do with mental health and have taken the steps necessary in order for us to get to where we are today, which is a much better place. Thank God. Mm -hmm. But you know, um, do you want to go first? I guess so. You're giving, yes. me, like, you're giving me the eye. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I guess let's just start. Let, let's start. I mean, um, middle school and high school. So um, middle school and high school, I dealt with, um, you know, bullying. Like, oh, yeah. uh, and, and back then, you know, we only had MySpace, um, but not even MySpace yet, even in middle school. You know, I dealt with um, just a little bit of bullying and just really not knowing where I fit in in middle school. So that kind of like started generating there. Right. Um, and then in, in high school, it was like, I've always been a very, I feel like I've always really tried to be a very positive person my whole right. life. And try. I've, I have a bubbly personality, but I never really felt like I fit with any, um, really any group so I was kind of like a chameleon and I feel like that started my identity issues was because of that also because like I had a friend in like each group but I really didn't know where I where I belonged and there was a lot of moments where I, I felt was the same really, way in high school really alone oh yeah. yeah and so you know the one time I try you know to be popular in high school um I ended up doing something super stupid um that followed me into school yeah. and then I started to deal with um some online bullying and just some like sly remarks here and there like when walking in the hallways and um you know started to eat at me because at and high school that's like a huge thing um, you feel like, like it is the end of the world if you are getting bullied in any sense oh, yeah. or way and I look at it now and I'm like 
I could have made it through it. But then I'm like thinking about but at Shana. The time, yeah, at the time, Shana, it was the end of the yeah, world for Shana, us. Shana, then, it was the end of the world for me. And so, you know, I begged my parents to take me out of school um, and yeah. let me finish at the, the local college. Um, so I finished out my high school um, and got my diploma at the local college um, through junior and senior year. And I did that. I mean, I ended up graduating early because of it, which was, which was awesome. And so, um, you know, part of that was my identity. I felt like really alone. And so, you know, even in ninth grade, I, I, I saw a therapist at one point because I was dealing with, um, you know, bulimia and I was, um, Mm -hmm. I was throwing up before swim practices. And, you know, I had just this idea that, you know, I wasn't, skinny enough so there was all these moments in high school that I just kind of like I think a lot of us had been through that and I can say oh, yeah. 100% in high school that I went through not not to the extent of where you went through but yeah we have the pressures to look a certain way and did we develop very bad did I develop very bad eating habits absolutely mm-hmm. and did I develop like body dysmorphia absolutely so it's like these these episodes are to make sure that you guys do not feel alone and on also if you're triggered by anything that we say just like you know just be prepared because we do go into these kind of topics because we want to be vulnerable with you and we want to be open um, with you. So, yeah. yeah. And I feel like that kind of, all of that, you know, through your, your those adolescent years and then getting into when you're 18, it's just kind of, it's just kind of like a whirlwind, right? Because oh, yeah. you're trying to grow up. You're trying to like figure out who the heck you are. And so, you know, I was teaching dance. Yeah. And I... I um, I was dancer pretty much um, my whole life and I was teaching dance for a little bit after high school and I decided I wanted to move to New York City because it was my dream. It was my forever dream. I wanted to move there like it was happening. I applied for a program, um, a professional semester at Broadway Dance Center and I got right. in, right? And so um, I was with my boyfriend at the time um, my, my first like big relationship, right? Uh-huh. First big relationship. And so, which he was a great guy. He was a great guy. But um, just like a lot of people do, you know, you grow apart. So we actually ended up breaking up when I was in New York. Mm-hmm. But even when working in New York, you know, it's like I got through this program and I felt like I was on cloud nine. But it's like, that's what the idea of the program was, you know, to build you up, make you feel like you're on top of the world. And so that you're, you can go into these, you know, the real world audition phase and like own yourself. Yeah. But I think I just wasn't prepared for, for hearing how many no's and like then having body issues again. Right. And so, you know, I really pushed myself for two years trying to pursue a dance career in New York um, in an acting career. And I, you know, I did a couple small things, but nothing like really worth mentioning. It was like a couple off Broadway, like acting gigs, um, like, like way off Broadway, like downtown um, yeah. <laughs> near the fashion district. Um, but, uh, you know, I sunk into a really big depression right. and I don't think anyone really knew. I, I hit it well. I hit it well. And, you know, I, I developed a backbone and I think, honestly, a poker face um, when I lived in New York because I was working in the restaurant industry. And so that alone, you know, you have to have a different persona. You got to hustle. Yeah, you're a different person when you're working in, an, in, in a restaurant in New York, like completely different person. And so, you know, I'm working my way up the train there and, you know, like it just very, very common thing, you know, in the restaurant industry, a lot of 
people tend to party after work. And yeah. so I kind of kind of partied got into after that. Work. I partied after work. And, you know, I, I did some things I'm not proud of myself for. And I kind of went into this phase of just like not pursuing anything. Right. Right. And so I went through like probably about a six month period of, of, of major depression. And I feel like people didn't think anything of it. Um, I think people thought I was avoiding hanging out with them. I think people thought that I just didn't want to do anything other than go to work, sleep in my bed, and maybe go to the gym every now and then. Right. Um, and so I would just say I was always tired or I didn't want to go. And But it was because I, 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 was, I was depressed. Yeah. I had a lot of anxiety. Yeah. I felt worthless. Yeah. I didn't know how I was going to pick myself back up and, like, what what should I be doing? And, you know... I'm just going to say this real quick, and this has nothing to do with, but like if you have somebody in your life that is pursuing the performing arts or anything like that, never talk down to them. Oh, yeah. Never talk down to them because they are probably some of the strongest individuals. It takes so much to push yourself and further yourself in a performing arts career. So just just want to say that because I feel like a lot of people judge people who really pursue the performing arts the rest of their lives and those are the people that are dreamers and are going to create something for themselves so anyways back to back in but I put my identity in my depression during that point I put my identity in my failures right and I literally allowed it to like just hollow me out Mm -hmm. and I got to this point where I was like I think it would just be better for me to die right and it wasn't you know, concerning, because, you know, I talked, I told you, I talked to my parents before we were going to record this episode, because there's going to be stuff that I said on here that I really haven't talked to them too far in depth. And it was like, you know, my parents are amazing. They supported me through and through, you know, with everything. They they still to, do to this day. Yeah. But I got into this phase of putting such a good poker face on and making everybody think that I was okay, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't, because I didn't want to bother people. Right. I didn't want to bother people. I was people. the same way. I was the same yeah. way. Yeah. And, it, and it's and it's so I got to this point where I thought I wanted to kill myself. And so, um, you know, luckily um, I saw a sign for the suicide hotline. And that was a day that it saved me, right. you know. And so um, I totally promote if you are ever feeling that way to call. Oh, yeah. And those people are trained to 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 speak with you and 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 talk you through everything. Um, But following that day, (laughs) um, you know, I actually had a friend reach out and wanting me to go take a spin class at a very big studio there. And Mm -hmm. um, my life didn't change that day by going to that studio and taking that class. But the repetition of like... I was about to say the the whole process of the the whole thing. The whole process of the whole thing. I started making a shift after I had made that call to Suicide Hotline. I started taking yoga classes. I started Mm -hmm. um, taking spin classes. And then I started to, you know, really refine myself. And realize like that, that my 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 what I thought were my failures were not my identity. What I thought um, it was your re- resilience and coming out of it and g- finding the passion for yoga and spin. Yeah, that made you your identity. It's not the yeah. failures because that's what we tend failures. to focus yeah. on. Yeah, we we tend to focus so deeply on the failures, and so um, I started to pursue 
that and I um, also started pursuing music within that mix too mm-hmm. so you know for two years my last two years in New York I was trying to pursue um, becoming a fitness instructor for this one company and um, you know I tried a lot of times tried 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 a lot of times yeah. and I got to this point again after trying so many times because my band broke up it did my band broke up and and then I started to feel like worthless again because I was like I just worked so hard on this one thing and it's all everything's messing up and I'm like but I have this and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try one more time I got further last time I'm gonna get further this time and it kaputted and I had like this mental breakdown but what did I not do I did not fall back down into depression I, yeah I actually called my mom and was like I want to move out of New York I want to go because we had a mutual um, family friend that ran yoga teacher trainings and I was like and I had started I was thinking about that all through this process like I want to eventually get my yoga teacher training and I was like I want to go do the retreat we were talking about because at first I was telling my mom no like I don't want to move from New York yada 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 blah 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 New York's and my I, home and I had a boyfriend at the time that we had been there been together for for a while yeah. and you know again a great guy but things weren't aligning yeah and things happen like that yeah, things, things the pe- there's there's seasons for different people in your life Absolutely. and once you realize that you start to feel less guilty oh, when yeah. you make decisions to better yourself and so I um picked up and I moved to California for a year and I just not a year here <laughs> whoa a month a month everybody's gonna be like you were in California for you no I was in California for a month and I got my teacher training and I had this like whole like just refining of life right and they peel back your layers and you relearn to love yourself in the process of learning how to teach yoga and so it was really magical and upon moving back you know um I I moved back and I started pursuing fitness in Florida and I started teaching dance again and things were going really well um but I have toxic habits and I had this toxic habit when I was in New York in and out of relationships. Um, When I wasn't in my two big relationships that I had um, my earlier years, Mm -hmm. um, I had a very toxic habit of serial dating. And that caused a lot of like mental health issues in the sense of how I I respected my body and how I saw my body and everything and um, kind of fell into that even though all these great things were happening. Um, And then I was... I don't remember what was the wake-up call to, like, stop that, but I stopped it. And for a month, I was, like, just, like, focusing on what I was pursuing and wanting to travel. And, like, I was going to go to Iceland, and I booked my tickets for Iceland. Oh, my God. And then uh, one night, I was bored, and I got on Tinder, and I saw that I had all of these messages from when I decided to stop dating and there is a guy, and so I responded to his, and we decided to go on a date, and now we have a kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but... Um, and a beautiful kid. A beautiful kid, but, um, you know, it, it's hard because even though so many good things at that point, my identity was getting put back into this, like, toxic serial dating thing and I don't know why I don't know why I was going and driving back there but I was and so um you know he and I were dating for a month and we got we got pregnant and it was a very hard decision we went back and forth 
on if we should even do this because like a month of dating you're like no do i want to commit my whole life to this this one person person and and bring this this child into this world do i even have it in me and i had always wanted to be a mom right this wasn't how i wanted it to go down right um but we did we did it and we went through a lot of things and i went through a lot of identity crisis in the mix of that because i was like i just worked for all of this am i going to even be able to get it back once i have the kid um and we almost lost our daughter during it. Uh-huh. Um, and they were telling me they were going to have to take her out of me at 19 weeks. And my OBGYN comes in and she says there's power in prayer. And I was never one to believe in God for a right. really long time. I, I was, I definitely told, told myself I was an atheist mm-hmm. and didn't believe in anything. But even during my yoga journey, that's when I kind of started to find my spiritual awakening right and um so i found god in that moment and yeah. we prayed that night and the bleeding stopped and ezra went full term now did i have to be on bed rest for a lot yes a long time yes i did but we ended up getting married and we had ezra and she's the cutest and she's kid. The cutest but even as a new mom you have identity issues because you're having to figure out okay who am i with this new child now in my life who am am i I with this new husband in my life and it was it was a lot i went back to teaching dance like a month after and i really think i just restarted to explore myself even through like um the pieces i was creating in and and rediscovering what your body can do right yes yeah and for somebody that's always been like an active mover and especially anyone in the fitness industry if you're told you you have to stop oh god that's the worst thing your mind and so um you know I worked through it though and I really started putting more work into my relationship with God in that moment as well right and exploring what that would bring into my life and I just you know I got baptized after all of that and Mm -hmm. it was like this this awakening of realizing that my identity again is not my trials right like like I am I have purpose and I and I meant to use these gifts for more and more. And if any moment that I feel less than, I have these moments to go back to. Like I made it through this. Oh like, yeah. God, God kept me alive for a reason. And so you know, I've gone through a very you know like with all that, I've gone through so many different areas of where I put my identity. But I think the most surfacing one is I always um, put my identity in my jobs. Yes. I, but I feel that's something. That. She no, knows that but from I'm not like saying yes. With me. I'm not saying yes because I've because conf- I'm confirming it from her side. I'm saying yes because I did that too. Yeah, I thought my jobs were me. Mm-hmm. I was that, and that's that. That's all. All and all that's all I'll, I'll ever be, be because and, nobody else will give me a chance. Yeah, and it like so during that whole process, you know, I'm finding, and then you know, a, a um a a local fitness studio was opening up um and it was very much on the level of the spin the well it was a spin studio yeah a spin studio in new york that i wanted to work for for a long time Mm -hmm. and so i was like you know maybe this is my next chance i was starting to refine my body and re-explore it um and you know i am grateful i i auditioned and i got it and i was able to climb the leadership ladder with that and i met so many amazing people 
Wait, um, you said New York. Are we in Orlando or in New no, York? No, we're in. It was very similar to the studio. Oh, in New York. it was. Yeah. New- oh, okay, yeah. cool. No, cool. it was very similar to the studio in New York, but it's not the no, same s- company. Okay, but we're in but Orlando. The same, we're in Orlando. Okay, we're in cool. Orlando, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, you know, a really great ride. I actually just recently left Mm -hmm. um and I left because I was getting to this point that I was putting my identity so much into it that I was allowing other factors to affect my life I was bringing my work home with me and it wasn't in a healthy situation for me um you know she she saw me go through a moment of depression Mm -hmm. um and really just not knowing what to do because I didn't know if I should leave this job I just Mm -hmm. worked so hard I put no, my you, identity you and it. everything in it. And like, but I think it's it's realizing I thought that I couldn't leave because I have nothing else to give. And I think that we're doing this because I realize that... That you do have more to I give. But I have more to give. And so, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave my story off with this part because, you know, I was during this process of like thinking, you know, I'm like praying to God, like every day, I'm like, God, I don't know why you're like, Jesus, show me something. Like, I don't know. Oh God, and <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And there is, there, there's this one, it's my favorite, um, two of my favorite verses of all time, but it's Second um, Corinthians 12, nine through 10. But he mm. said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And that, that hits, right? Because Especially like, the, the last part for when I'm weak. Then I am strong because like we tend to define ourselves so much in our weakness. And like I am not trying to put my um, faith on anyone in this. But, um, you know, um, you know, I I found I refound my worth and my identity in God. And Mm -hmm. so I always go back to the word because like it's what fuels me back up and reminds me. So and as you should, right? Like as you should, because that's what you believe in. And. I feel like our identity. Sorry, just. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you know we go through a process of finding out who we are in different ways, and and we should respect each other's way of finding who we are. Because at the end of the day, I want your happiness. I want my happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we can find our happiness on our own terms, and and just realize that we are not our failures as you says we are not our tribulations we are not our trials then i feel like everybody would live in a much happier world you know oh, yeah so I, I don't know it like it just goes back to it doesn't matter how you realize who you are as long to me as long as you're as you're like a pretty cool human oh for sure i don't care and like i didn't get there by myself i saw a therapist like, yeah and- multiple times they i am like y'all like if you have not been to a therapist i think everybody needs a i therapist. think everybody needs therapy. everybody needs a therapy just somebody who has nothing to do with your life that's gonna listen to you and like help you because sometimes they don't even say anything and you say everything out loud and you're like oh wait i see i see what's what's going here. on and they're like yeah you just solved your own problem kind of thing yeah but yeah. hey i want to i want to hear about yours I want to hear about yours, girl. (laughs) I mean, my story, I mean, basically, you know, I grew up in uh, Miami. I was born and raised. I grew up in a very Latino community, very Latino family, very much Latino family friends, all this stuff. And, you know, with that growing up, there's a lot of pressure 
to act a certain way. There's a, pre- a lot of pressure to look a certain way. There's a lot of pressure to feel a certain way. There's a lot of pressure of not, you know, anxiety and depression and all those things. It's very taboo in the Latin community. Like it's yeah. not a thing to talk about. So, you know, not even forwarding from like starting from like baby high school because you know middle school I was bullied because I was the new kid and I had been to many schools for different different reasons and you know starting in high school I I went to a a private Catholic only girls high school so if you don't know what that is it's a pretty it's a pretty t- tough environment because you know girls can be mean and 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 especially private school girls man like it, it's tough but thankfully during my high school years I kind of found my love for theater. And I had a really, really um, amazing teacher, Miss G. If she's listening, girl, I love you. You're still, you still impact me today. And it's been ten years, you know, like it's been, it's been like eleven years. Well, yeah, I, I met her twenty. It's been ten years because I met her when I was fifteen. And you know, she she always taught us and in our choir group and you know throughout the years because I stayed with that choir group. I was in theater all of high school. You know, like. She always said this phrase, like, if singing were hard, everybody would do it. Or mm. if this were hard, everybody would do it. So she made us really believe in ourselves and our capacities and our capabilities yeah. and our talents. And she was a really driving force for me to graduate high school. And thank God I had, you know, the little group of friends, the little group of girlfriends that, you know, were, were good. Were, were, the, were the friends that I needed at the time, you know, as... Time passed and we graduated from high school. We went into college. Some of us went into the same colleges. Some of us didn't get along so well afterwards. Some of us did, you know, and I kind of don't speak to them anymore. But throughout those, you know, college and high school years, I had a really big problem or a really big struggle with who I was, who I was supposed to be. And then and then in the middle of all that, having the pressure to look a certain way because of what your family places and I'm not digging at my parents because I love my parents so Mm -hmm. much and they've given me a great life but digging at what society places a Latina woman because I consider myself a Latina woman you know should look like should feel like should act like should talk like and through that pressure I did fall into like you know a depression and I and I would try to vocalize it but it's like ah you're being a drama queen ah you're being this ah you're being that because it's a very taboo thing in the Latino community which is something that we can go on if you guys want to hear it one day we can go off into it because it's something that I would yeah like I would love to talk about but you know and my story when I moved to Orlando about five years ago you know I was lost obviously I graduated um with a psych degree um because I wanted to help people and I didn't know what another major would be in order for me to help people because I wanted to focus my specialty or my life on helping young girls with body image issues mm-hmm. and, you know, eating disorder disorders and body dysmorphia and all that stuff because I went through those things when I was growing up and was depressed because of that. And, you know, in 2017, I found, like, a company for fitness. And, and little did I know that my trials... Someone told me one day that my trials and tribulations are my biggest weakness is what I faced in the fitness community. So Mm. my biggest weakness is the way I look at my body and the way I see myself. And if I'm pretty enough, if I'm not, if I'm beautiful, if I'm not, you know, according to society, you know, I have to look a certain way and I don't, I'm not at the certain standards. Right. But it's that person told me you're facing your biggest fear you're facing your biggest weakness by being there being an advocate for those who really need to hear your story so someone someone told me that and and you know that kind of fueled my my drive to become a fitness coach and when i entered into the whole world of fitness you know 
I noticed that there was a big pressure on fitness coaches to to look a certain way, to act a certain way, to talk a certain way, to live and breathe the brand that they are working for at mm-hmm. the time, to identify themselves as the brand. And for the brands that I have worked for and I'm still currently work for, working for, thank God, you know, um, I've learned, you know, um, that I can't place my identity on it, you no, know? No, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it gets to this point where instructors feel like they can't do any more and than what they're, they're yeah. limited to in the, in these, these areas. And it's, it's not, it's the fitness community as a whole, right. you know, why, why is it that you push instructors to feel that way? Yeah, exactly. So it was like, you know, and it, it's been years coming, you know, I've been working in the fitness industry since 2017. I've been a fitness coach since 2019. I know that that may not be a lot for some people, but it's enough to get a good grasp as to what the hell is going oh, on. Oh, it's, it's a big, it's a big grasp. <laughs> it's a, it's but a you were, grasp. you were, you were, in, I was, I was, you like, were members. I was you were members. members. You I was through. front desk. Like I was, that I worked you a lot of surfaces. I did look kind of like the whole 360 aspect of what a company fitness, how it's run. I was a member for the fitness. Co- I was a member, like mm-hmm. a paying member, you know, and through all these things and through all my experiences, you know, I kind of fell into a place, you know, like I focused my worth and my value, not what's in my brain, but what I physically attributed to or what I physically attribute, what my physical attributes are to um, these fitness companies. Because I don't know about y'all, like there are these fitness instructors that look freaking shredded and and you know what good for them because they live a very disciplined life and Mm -hmm. i wish i could be disciplined as them but we got to be realistic a little bit sometimes fitness companies portray this unrealistic image of what someone fit in quotations should look like and for me someone who is fit is mentally fit and yeah can be physically fit as well but as long as they're, they're healthy that's that's the lifestyle that i promote and i promote a lifestyle where you can eat the damn cookie. Yeah. You know, you don't exercise to punish yourself for eating the damn cookie. You exercise to celebrate what your body is capable of doing. And that is something that I promote in my classes a lot. And people yes. are kind of like now clicking. People are kind of like now understanding why I say it's a celebration and not a punishment for what you ate the night before or mm-hmm. what you drank the night before. Because I don't, I don't work out to eat. You know, I, I work out because like, damn, my body can do these things. It's great. I want to keep moving. I want to live until I'm like 150. And, you know, like, yes, obviously eat in moderation. But just because I want to have one cookie or a piece of cake doesn't mean I have to go off in a tangent and not eat for three days. Yeah. And that's kind of the mindset that I had growing up, you know. And and just because I didn't have the abs or the tight booty or, you know, the I don't know, like anything that you would expect a fitness in- instructor to have. I kind of identified myself as the one who did not have those things. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it, it, it can be a double-edged sword, right? Because it's like, yes, you can be a fitness instructor and not look like one, but hey, you don't look like one. What is it something that you're setting yourself apart from all the other fitness instructors that looked the part, you know? Mm-hmm. So then that's when I started realizing my gift. Like, I bring something to the table that not a lot, and I'm not saying this to be arrogant, I'm not it's not, but it's not being arrogant. You and I have had this conversation plenty yeah. of times because there's instructors that still in any any studio setting, even on Instagram, that are promoting that you need to work out to get rid of those calories, yada yada yada. Why isn't it? Why are we not focusing on like the workout is not just 
I mean, everybody has their reasons for 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 working out, and, and if you, that's and fine. If you, and that's fine. If you're doing it to lose weight, that is fine. But what you know, I think you and I both try to promote in in classes is that you're making yourself mentally stronger and physically stronger, and, and that shifts the way that you view yourself, and it shifts the way you treat your heart. Because if you have a heart that is broken and you're and you are treating others around you in a negative way yeah. because of the way that you look at yourself and the words you put on yourself yeah. like that's I, there's so many people that get shift, shifted in the calorie burn like oh I didn't burn that many calories in this person's class but do you, you feel good? Yeah, but do you, do feel, you great? feel good? Yeah. Do you feel good? Why like, are you, you putting your you identity like you in the something? calorie? Yeah, like you, you feel like you did something. And then, you know, like I follow like ARMY, right? Mm-hmm. A-A-R-M-Y. They're, they're in uh, New York and I'm obsessed with them. And I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> this isn't a sponsored podcast. This isn't sponsored, but like ARMY, <laughs> hey. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. But there's something that one of the instructors said. It's like when you really when you realize for real why you're doing this, you kind of fall in love with the work that goes with Mm -hmm. it. And I use that in my classes as well because it's just so true. Like there's a deeper meaning as to why you do the hard things in life. And, and, and I, and they say it too. Like when shit gets hard, you know, you're doing the right thing because life isn't easy. Yeah. Life isn't easy. And I've gotten to a point in my identity where I know where I can offer. I know what I can bring to the table. I know that I'm a strong human being. I've overcome a lot of things. I've overcome a lot of self-doubt and a lot of self-criticism and a lot of self-hate and a lot of envy around me that I thought, you know, I thought people that were with me and that wanted to see me grow, they're not there with me and wanting to see me grow. They're with me to see if I fail, you know? And I've been realizing who that is yeah. very quickly. Oh, yeah. I think we both we both realize that. We yeah, both realize they're, they're, that they're there for the ride. Quickly. They're there for the ride. Mm-hmm. And as I'm going up and as I'm going up and as I'm evolving, the second I shut down, they're going to be like, oh, man, Carolina. Oh, nah. Nah. Yeah. yeah, you know, so... So, and there's another thing that, you know, Angela Davis, she's such a queen. She, she is a queen. She's such a queen. She, she talks about, you know, when you're, when you're evolving and you're going up and you feel like you have to take people and problems that you feel like you have to take up with you because those are the people that have been with you forever. And, it, and she says this thing, we need to travel light on our way up. And when she said that, dude, it hit me like a truck. We got to travel light. And if you, there's anything that you can take away from today's identity like thing is that we got to travel light always and what she's like finding something hold on on. okay to go with that okay yeah i saw this the other day and it says apparently you have become this horrible person because you decided to no longer take their shit yeah and it's like i feel like yeah 100 percent. and it's like you start to, as you grow up and as you start realizing who you are as a person, you start realizing, oh man, but I don't need these people. Yeah. Or man, I don't need these problems. Man, why am I focusing on such negativity and such hostility when I could be focusing on progressing and evolving well, as a human? Well, especially if it takes you away from the thing that you got into it before, right? Right? Like everyone, I, you know, maybe some instructors don't get into it because they want to um, better people's lives, but we both did because, and, and why we're getting into this podcast is because we want people to feel less alone. Yeah. I think we both have gone through moments of feeling so alone in any industry we've been in anything we've pursued any part of our life because 
we don't talk about this y'all we're gonna talk about it (laughs) talk with us about it because we want to we want to hear if you have dealt with similar struggles because i feel like uh, many people do in any style of work not just fitness no it's not Not just fitness fitness. and we're gonna be having people on the show that aren't just fitness instructors we're obviously gonna have fitness professionals because you know there are some people that we that i look up to yeah like my 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 boy tyrell like he's you know i can't wait till he comes oh my god it's gonna be so good anyways i'm just (laughs) he's he's listening to this (laughs) i mean i as he's listening to this like he knows that he's coming on he already said yes but it you know it's not just fitness um professionals it's people in different walks of life people in education people people in in strategies people Mm -hmm. You know, and and that's what we want to reach out to, who we want to reach out to, because at the end of the day, everybody is living their own life in their own way. But we want to know how these people got to the point of living their most radical life, you know, like Mm -hmm. wink, wink in the position that they're in today, no matter what kind of career, because you don't need to live a radical life. You don't need to be a fitness instructor to live a radical life. You can be a therapist. You can be uh i don't know a teacher like it but let me say this you don't even if you don't even know if you are in the field you want to be in yeah you can still live a radical life i think that's where and then this is what we want we want to leave you and we're going to leave you with like in every single episode that we do with questions for yourself yeah questions for you to like start digging internally again we're not medical health professionals no but we realized that we couldn't live our most authentic life, our most radical life, and make the changes we want to make in this world without digging into our identity, without yeah. digging into those places that we really like to try and avoid but still affect our lives today. Yeah. And this is the thing is like you, you got to heal. Healing Healing is part of living your most authentic self, living your most radical life. You got to heal from the moments that you were broken and realize that you are more than that part of your life that just cuts you deep. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So we want to leave you guys with that thought. (laughs) Want to leave you with that thought. Um, So things that we want you to dig into before the next episode, things that we would love to hear from you about um where are you putting your identity yeah and where are you not and yeah where are you not putting in your identity yeah right so like when you are waking up every day and I and I made a post about this on um my personal account about choices right yeah the choices we make every day kind of like surface how we're feeling oh yeah throughout the weeks and everything and so and and we all know everybody has bad days every day yeah and we we have bad seasons yeah um but our identity isn't in those bad seasons yes um we want you to think about are the choices i'm making is the path that i'm walking giving me anxiety every day making me question my worth every day making me feel cautious and looking around and seeing who I can trust? Or is it fueling you with joy? Yeah. Do you literally feel like you are on that route of like, I'm doing something right? Or and you like, don't even have to be sure of it. That's the thing. You don't even got to be sure of it. Yeah. But if you know you're walking this path, that is going to open up into something deeper and you finding really where you want to be 
that's what where we want you to dig in. We want you to dig into those parts of your life that you're avoiding. Yeah. Because guess what? You can't you can't find that glow up mo- moment that everybody likes to talk up. Oh, she had a glow up. Yeah. He had a glow. They had a glow up. Um, but, like they talk about the glow up, but they don't talk about what it took to get. Yes. There. Like talk about what it takes for you to make these next steps in your life. Even if it's just a friend, maybe you don't have like a great relationship with your family. Talk with a friend. Maybe you don't even have anyone around you that you want to speak with. Talk to a therapist. Or talk to somebody. Talk to someone. Because nothing's going to happen until you talk. Or nothing's going to happen until you realize what you need to do in order to evolve and in order to grow. And when you realize it, it's scary, right? Oh my God, it's terrifying. When you realize it, it is terrifying. I like say a lot of prayers before I start walking and things that I realize I'm like oh Jesus like <laughs> like get me through this I think I'm being called to this right now yeah. but I don't know yeah. but like you really dig into it write it down put it on your wall really look at it I mean like making making vision boards and all that like oh, I, know I believe every, in vision I, boards. I believe in vision boards yeah. I believe in and and when people have like post-it notes all over their mirrors to like yeah because they're manifesting get the, yes you know and 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 you know all my life I've been told you know like Carolina is like a light everybody has always told me that in different moments of my life yeah in different moments of my life they're like Carolina Carolina is a light and and I and it's in within these past three years I've been hearing it more and mm-hmm. more and more and more and I'm starting to finally kind of realize what I meant to do and it's weird because at 25 years old I had no idea what the hell I wanted to do and at 25 years old I'm finally realizing okay we're going in this direction I'm kind of going up here but hey when you have people tell you that it's like a, it's a pressure because they're like, Carolina, you are a light in people's lives. Carolina, you are a light. You bring energy. You bring love. Yep. You bring heart. You bring this. You bring that. I'm like, okay, so am I constantly supposed to do that? Like, what's next? I used to say, I, oh my legit, God. that alone, and that, we're not saying don't tell people that because we, people. Oh, I love hearing people, it. Yeah, we love hearing <laughs> it. Yeah, I have that same thing in my life and where it's like, but I'm like, but like, what am I supposed to do with the light? Yeah. What do you, what do you want me to do over here with it? Because like, you're saying this, but the thing that I want to do isn't seeing my light. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, what am I supposed to do? Don't give up. Yeah, don't, 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 le- legit, don't give up. If somebody is telling you over and over again, you have this, you have this, go look at yourself in the take mirror. It, take and it and tell run yourself. with it. Because yeah. it's a scary thing where we're, we're, when we are both starting to evolve and realize what we're meant to do in this world, but we're taking it and running with it because mm-hmm. I think we are both so sure of what, who we are in this moment that, all right, like now let's get to work. Mm-hmm. And with this episode, I think this is part of our work. Yeah. You know, this is part of well, what we're meant to do. The other day, you and I were texting and she's like, oh, girl, the wisdom that we are going to bring these people. And oh, girl, this, this. I'm like, yeah, you What's know why? Because, <laughs> yeah, she was going off because we're meant to do this, you know. And, and there's been so many things, whether it's been like interactions with um, friends or acquaintances or just um you know us like refining old things that we've written we've had so many affirmations and thank god for that because like yeah even leading up to recording this episode there was wavering oh yeah like like, oh my god you're gonna get pushback and it's like pushback to what yeah this is what i meant to what yes this this is what i meant to do and this is what i meant to grow and this is what i meant to do because this is going to help people at the end of the day because mm-hmm. you guys are like we like to say it again you're not alone so with that that's episode one so how are you going to live your most radical life oh my god stay tuned for episode two 
I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> <laughs> we do know what it is, but but we don't want to we don't want to give too much away yeah. just yet. Make sure so. you just like pay attention to our social medias. Thank you so much for listening. This is our first episode. Please tell us what you think. DM us, follow us on Instagram. Yes, your most we, we want to create a little community with you all. So like we'll 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 start, you know, finding ways to like everybody that's listening to get in touch with each yeah. other, too. So, yeah, we are so excited. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you soon. Bye bye. <laughs>